This season of Keep Calm and Carry On is sponsored by Act London, the premium natural deodorant balm for all genders. Hello and welcome back to Keep Calm and Carry On. How are you guys enjoying your Easter holidays? Have you eaten far too much Easter eggs already? I have. They're just in the fridge. I know I go on about it a lot, but it is oh, it's just my favourite time. And also welcome and thank you to our lovely sponsors, Act London. They are an incredible new deodorant balm for all genders. They smell divine and I am a new convert. It's created by two West End performers and I will talk to you much more about them later, but there's a special discount code for you. And I promise you it's worth a test because I used to use just spray deodorants and I'm, I'm never gonna use them ever again. These are just brilliant. And also they're plastic free, which after the documentary I watched this week about sea spiracy and being plastic free is a massive thing on my agenda. Anyway, go check them out. So up this week, ah, oh, we have a super special interview for you. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous girl. I actually met her about 20 years ago, on and off. We've, we've kind of seen each other throughout the, you know, last 20 years. She is in one of the biggest bands, Steps. Oh, what a beautiful voice she has. Please welcome the beautiful, don't want to say beautiful anymore, Claire Richards. Claire from Steps, yay! Claire, it's so lovely to have you on my podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. How are you doing? I'm all right. Thank you for having me. It's so much fun. Oh, it's lovely to see your face. It's so funny, isn't it? I mean, with the with the schools going back and, you know, suddenly getting into that, that slight different routine again, but how, somehow we're still on Zoom. <laughs> I know, that? I know. Like, and I've been trying to walk to school as well to just kind of stretch it out a bit longer to give me something else yeah. to do. <laughs> and then I'm coming home and thinking, oh no, no, I've got to kind of do something technical and and set up the the Zoom calls. But I don't. I, there's part of me that quite likes all this Zoom stuff. I like being at home. Yeah. I quite like being here. Yeah. And, but I just, you know, some people have got a real good professional setup, and I I feel like I've got oh. all the stuff, but not a clue. <laughs> all the gear exactly, and no idea. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> Mind you, I think I still am a bit like that. I've, I've got it all here. I know which buttons to press, but it's still a wing and a prayer. It really is. I mean, I've done a few recording bits and pieces from home, but it is by chance. We're so lucky normally to have all those lovely people around us that I know. do all these amazing things. And then you, you just suddenly have to... have to do it. It's just... I know. <laughs> it's um, it's quite good. I mean, at least it's challenging my old brain to, to try and figure something new out, but... It is much nicer when you just have to concentrate on the bit you have to do rather than everything else. Lighting is the thing that I can't get my head around. Can't light light myself to make myself look nice for (laughs) love nor money. So I want to take you back to how how things started off for you um, and and what what was it that got you you obviously sang from a young age because you have this phenomenal voice that is just absolutely gorgeous and beautiful and I had the privilege at Christmas to hear you like singing right there in front of me which was absolutely joyous and we'll talk about that a bit later but where did it come from for you where did it start and how did you get into to singing and performing um well really I just I I did always sing at home when I was a kid but I just it was as much as me putting on little shows for my mum and dad and that was it I just kind of sang songs from Annie and all that kind of stuff and then Mm. I can't, I think I was about 11 and on the TV was 
the Karen Carpenter story. And from that minute on, the, from the second I watched that movie, I was obsessed with her and obsessed with the Carpenters and just wanted to sing mm. like Karen Carpenter. So oh. my mum and dad had an old vinyl, I think it was the Ticket to Ride album, the Carpenters Ticket to Ride. And mm. I used to just sit in my bedroom and play that over and over and just try and copy how she her phrasing and just the the emotion and stuff that she put into her vocal that just seemed to come so naturally i i think i mean i to me there's no other voice like her she's just there's no mm. one that can emote the kind of feelings that she does when you listen to her singing so it kind of mm. that was where i really started to think oh actually maybe i I can sing because up until that point I didn't really I, I didn't I didn't do any kind of Saturday stage school kind of clubs or anything like that um and then I my first year of secondary school we had to do a music exam you know like your end of year exams yeah yeah and if you didn't play an instrument for music you had to sing everybody had to and I'd been to Chapel Music in Bond Street and bought myself the Carpenters. Chapels. Oh my God. I know. Chapels. I always go there and used to love the place, wasn't it? It was either chapels or dress circle. They were yeah. the only places you could get music or get, you know, just cast yeah. albums or anything like that. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. So I know. So I went there and I bought myself um, like an easy learning Carpenters book. And I thought, oh, I'm just going to sing Carpenter's song. And I didn't know which one to do. And for some, I don't know why, but I settled on Goodbye to Love. Oh, such a good song. And I did song. that. And I know. But it's a bit... The guitar solo kind of got standing there twiddling the thumbs for a minute. But <laughs> I um, I did that. And then my the music teacher stopped me in the corridor about a week after we did it and just kind of said, you really can sing. And I want you to sing that in assembly next week. And I just went, oh, uh, uh, um, okay. Because at that age, even now, authority, I'll just do what I'm told. I yeah. don't kind of, I would never have said no to a teacher, even though I was terrified. Yeah. And I did, and that was kind of it, really. I just, and from there, I, I did school shows, and I left school when I was 17, did my A-levels, left school, and about two months after I auditioned for a band a girl band not steps and did that and it was just that really and then steps so I'm so, very so, lucky so when you well you know I, well I, I have thoughts about luck and you know I think there's a lot of things about being you know the the stars aligning kind of thing and and the you know the right place yeah. and the right timing and all of that stuff I do believe in that but I do feel that you have to have the talent and you have to fit that bill to get whatever job it is you know you are there because you've worked to be there and you're there because you 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 meant to get that job um but there is a lot of factors yeah. that come into it um so did you you know when you that's quite young to to think about emoting in a song you know when you're it's you know over lockdown I've been teaching a lot and and even the mature students yeah. were like connect to the song you know tell the story it's all about the the emotion so to to have yeah. that connection at, at such a young age is quite unusual really it's not just about oh I want to sing songs it, you actually registered about how Karen Carpenter could you know put over a song could connect with an audience could have that emotion that's yeah. that's quite unusual I don't know 
whether I actually realised that's what I was doing or that's what I liked about her at that age. I, I realise it now because I I always have loved music that makes yeah. me cry. <laughs> I don't know. I do. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, God, I must have been a really miserable teenager, but I've, my, most of my memories are in my bedroom listening to sad songs and just, you know, wishing I had a boyfriend or something pathetic like that. But, um, it, I mean, it did, I then, I've been quite obsessed with mostly her, but then, you know, the wit, because I've got that bigger, belty mm. kind of range that she doesn't really have or didn't really explore. That wasn't her thing. So then it was once the bodyguard came mm. out, the, you know, the Whitney, the I Will Always Love You and the songs from there and Barbara Streisand and Celine Dion and those kind of singers. So it's kind of connecting that from Karen to, to the, those bigger singers. It's that's kind of stitching my voice together, mm. if you like, to, to make it what I do now. But I, it's been a massive learning curve. I even, I think only now, I the last couple of albums that we've done, I. I understand what I can mm. do and how to do it. And I never really did then. It just came out. So you never had uh, any kind of lessons or, or training as such. It was just you were self-taught and you sang from, from. it was a natural kind of thing. You just sang how you thought you should yeah. sing and, and made, a, made a great sound, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I was lucky. I, 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 there was a stage, I used to do karaoke competitions. That was my, that was my thing from about 16. Um, and I did always just pick the mm. biggest songs that I could could do because I just thought the louder, the better. Really, it was a bit <laughs> the more bigger impressive. the song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nobody else can do that, so that's what I'm gonna do. Um, I, I don't know. I just I, I especially in the early days, I think I just relied on the fact that there was just a voice mm. there, and I just did what felt came naturally I suppose and and I mean I had absolutely no stage presence whatsoever I just stood there staring <laughs> at the, the screen like this not looking at anybody completely terrified not too much has changed <laughs> apart from the dance routine but it's a funny thing that though isn't it it doesn't matter how confident you are um and like even if you say like you have you have this voice you have this talent but stage presence is like you say it's a completely different thing and also it's something that I'm not sure it's it can be taught in a in a sense I think it's something that you have to discover for yourself and and kind of try mm. out almost and understand what it feels like and and how to interact with audience members and and you have to kind of learn it yourself just by doing because it is a frightening thing yeah. it's a weird thing to do yeah it is and I I think when when I'm performing with steps it's much easier because not all the focus is on me all the time and we interact mm. with each other and that makes it a lot easier and obviously we are so established now that we've got an audience that are there for the joy of steps because that's what they want to see so it's really easy I can look out into that audience and know that everyone's having a great time and they're not going oh that's a bit rubbish yeah, or yeah. who's she that and I think those things help with the confidence of performance I think once you're really comfortable in a role and and Claire from Steps is a role I suppose that I have to slip into whenever we're steps are together but I did a solo album a couple of years ago and I really I thought it would just be the mm. same and it wasn't I was so surprised at how nervous I I was and I do get nervous 
with steps, but that really quickly mm. fades. But I, I was so, I really started to question myself and really started to think, God, this is what I've wanted for such a long time. And what the hell am I doing? Because I'm standing there, I had a band behind me and every, every single pair of eyes in that audience was looking at me to do everything. And I just thought, oh God, I, I wasn't expecting yeah. that. So I've almost been relearning again how to be a solo performer because I don't I just don't know I still I'm not entirely confident and sure of it it has gotten better but it was a really really weird feeling when the first time I performed in front of an audience it took me by surprise I was going to ask I mean we've got to it early but that's okay I know sorry I'm good it's good I wanted to talk to you about solo albums and stuff and I also wanted to talk to you about the, the you, you went um, a duo with, with H for a while didn't you you guys did a couple of so- yes. songs together um, it, it, I mean it, it's what when you I guess when when um, you know the general public see Steps as a band and then you know you guys go you don't release an album for a while and people kind of think oh because you're such a a focal singer you're you know one of the main singers you sing a lot of of Mm. the I know it's split up I know but you are predominantly one of the big singers in the in the band and I guess people kind of expect you to suddenly come and release this solo album did you was it like you say it was something that you wanted but is it still something that you want or do you, there is obviously comfort in the band, but yeah. I guess, did you feel that expectation from everybody, you know, waiting for you to deliver this, this solo album? Yeah, I think so. And probably the main reason that I did the album with H was because I was still a bit scared to do it on my own. I, I, the reason I wanted to be in a band in the first place is it was around about the same time that Jerry Halliwell was leaving Spice Girls and Robbie had left Take That and Louise Redknapp had left mm-hmm. Eternal. And I just thought, okay, so they've got successful solo careers. Then this is what I need to do. I'd be in a band and then I will, when that's over, I'll leave and I'll be able to have a solo career. But it never really happened for me. And when when Step Split, H and I did the album because I thought, okay, I feel safer mm-hmm. having someone else there. And we had three six we had three top ten singles and that in that sense it was successful, but the album didn't do what everybody expected. So I just shut down and thought, well, that's it. It's over. I, di- I didn't really want to sing anymore. And, and why was that? Was good is that because like you said earlier, you know, you're questioning, can you do it? Why Why was that? Yeah, I, I think it was because we we had had such massive yes. success with Steps and it had been so huge and I couldn't understand why it wasn't mm. the same because we put the same amount of work into it and I, I think I was embarrassed. I think that the expectation was quite mm. high and I I felt that because it wasn't successful, nobody liked us and nobody liked what we, we had done. I'm really proud of that album. I think it's a good album. I don't, I, I will never, but maybe it just wasn't, it probably was a bit weird for me and H to do a duo because, but we were, you know, we were so close and we were yeah. best friends and it Something was just you wanted to do. for us. <laughs> yeah. And we had, God, up, up until the album chart came out, we had such a great mm. time that year. We had, it was really good fun. And it was nice because it was, the fun that had been missing from the end of Steps, if you like. Um, but 
it wasn't I did I did a TV show 10 years ago I realized this year pop star to opera star and <laughs> that sorry I'm no it's good you're doing it for me <laughs> uh, <laughs> That was the show. It, that was the show that completely made me fall in love with music and singing again. I'd, I'd had such a, I had a few years of things being really bumpy and weird, and I learnt so much. And I absolute and and I got a confidence boost from the people that worked on the show that said, you know, you're really good at this. You know, there are some other, there are some real opera singers that can't yeah, yeah. do this, and were telling me things that. And I just thought, well, and it really brought my confidence back a little bit and made me want to be doing it. And I mean, ultimately, I love singing. I, I do. I, I love singing. I love music. And I guess it is something that will always be. It has to be because it's it's all mm. I know. It's my it's. I think what has defined my life completely. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting though because pop star to opera star is is yes, it's singing, but as we all know it's such a completely different discipline to to sing in that style is is difficult and 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 different I think it's just different so how did you feel about going into a show like that again that was you were about to sing I I would feel extremely nervous or vulnerable suddenly exposing a part of my voice that people haven't heard before because mm. it's not what people are used to hearing. It's not where I'm as strong, perhaps. And I, I would feel quite self-conscious. That I mean, that's quite a brave thing to do, to, to, to go and do something like that, you know, and and commit. How did you feel mm. doing that? I mean, you were brilliant at it. I mean, that helps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I was terrified the whole time, and I think that was my downfall. I didn't. I think my first performance. I just I look like a, a rabbit in the headlights to a certain degree but I I wanted to do it because it was a singing show it was a, a you know it was a show where you learn something I felt that I was going to learn something and but still doing mm. what I do and and I think as at that point as well I know people still kind of thought steps were a novelty or a manufactured band and we actually couldn't sing still there's a lot of people that have that perception of us so I, I do I did want to do it to almost prove to a lot of people that actually she can sing and there is a voice there and it's not just it's not just we're not a rubbish novelty act yeah. I suppose I think I've always felt that's the one thing that I always felt quite upset by was when people would say we we couldn't sing and I that that was my thing it's always yeah. my thing. I, you know, I, I'm not a very good dancer, but I can sing. I know I can, and so I think it was a huge part of bringing my confidence back and trying to prove to a lot of people that I was actually good at what I did. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, absolutely. I mean, steps have. Been, I remember steps come, going getting together because I went to college with Lee, and you know, we were in the, the same uh, train in time and, and I remember the auditions happening and then so I, I feel like I've grown up with you guys as I'm sure most of the nation do you know I feel I feel like they yeah. they they have this real kind of ownership over you because it's they've all grown up we've all grown up together and now they take their kids to see you you know it feels like you guys yeah. are a, a part of our history almost um but you have like you, it's a, you've all mentioned I mean we spoke to Faye as well um in the series and you all mentioned about 
you know the, the at the highs and the lows of the bands and and uh, when you know you can be selling out arenas at some points and then you don't do much for a little while and it must be mm. an emotional roller coaster because of that that very issue you know one minute you guys are playing in arenas and then that you might not do an album for a few years and that must be hard to deal with that kind of roller coaster of emotions of being kind of thrown yeah. into the public eye and then trying to go back to some kind of you know normal life as such it, that's how do you deal with that that is a lot <laughs> do you know what I don't know I think as as we've gotten older I kind of prefer the way it is now I think to do it constantly would be yeah. too much and we wouldn't be able to do it I think those t those moments and times away from the band allow us to gather ourselves back together yeah. enough to to be a pop star again because that's essentially. But the minute I walk through that front my front door, I'm mm. not that anymore, and I'm not that to my friends, and I'm not that to my family. So I find being in steps almost a, a bit of a, an escapism yeah. for me. It's going to work and, and being a completely other person is is what enables me to come back here and just be mum and wife and sister and friend and daughter. Mm. That that it it is hard I find it harder going back into that world yeah. after I've been here for a while. I think I get quite anxious and the anticipation and, and thoughts of what we have to do, learning a dance yeah. routine. Um is it still gonna be there? Can I can I still do a two-hour yeah. show? <laughs> like, every time we go back, I've got another creaky yeah. joint going the on. The older you get, the harder so, it gets. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this this tour this year is going to be interesting because I've definitely got a few more <laughs> wobbly bits than I did last time. Do you feel that pressure? I mean, do, you know, it's really difficult, especially when you become a parent as well. You know, other things, when you're younger, and especially yeah. for you, and the whole band really eyes are on you the whole time and then you know there's lots of press about um like you say how the way that you look how the way you sound what you're wearing and especially as you grow up you know you you become a mum you have a family yeah. you're a you're a wife and 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 you have a, a home life and then still you've got to jump back into into that world of of being on show do you feel that pressure of 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 how to I don't know how to deliver and and what people are expecting and 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 also dealing with the the press I guess in and as well now it's a bigger thing with social media because people can yeah. access you. I keep saying that we're kind of lucky in a way that we haven't grown up with social media. Yes, That's, this is new to us, and I it's almost just like an extension of yeah. the press, but it just gives more people access to maybe give you a bit of mm. abuse or or to to negatively comment on you generally we're quite lucky I think people that follow us or or you know seek us out on social media do generally like us and, and don't really want to say horrible things but mm. there are the odd few and I tend to I try to yeah. ignore it. I was terrible in the beginning I used to just go, dare you say that to me? <laughs> but press-wise, I've had so much, especially about the way yeah. I look and, over the years, that now I, do, I have to just yeah. ignore it because it is really hard. I put enough pressure mm. on myself and beat myself up enough 
to not have somebody else doing it. It's really no one else's no, business. Absolutely. Actually. Who cares? And what but, about um, your your kids? Because obviously your kids now coming into this world of of yeah. you know, mummy's a superstar and how how do they how do they feel about it? Are they because you guys brought them on, on stage, didn't you, at your last tour? Didn't you bring them on? Yeah, we did. We um, It was the only time all the kids were there. It was at Wembley. And we just thought it would be a really lovely mm. thing to do. And it was. And I, I didn't think mine would want to do it, actually. <laughs> but they were. They couldn't wait. <laughs> and when I did my solo tour, they kept, Mummy, can we come on for a song, please? Can we come oh. on? Can we come on? And I was like, can we sing a song with you? <laughs> You can they sing? Come on the can end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they can't they can't not they can't not sing, I would say. <laughs> Brilliant. But do you know what I find with kids these days? They all want to sing like these singers that are have to put twenty syllables into a yes. word. And, it, and I just keep saying to them, just sing the song. Just let your voice just sing the song. Don't try and sing it like mm. that person. Try and sing it like yes. you. And then just get just get the notes right. Just be pure <laughs> and let it be be eleven. Yes. Don't... Yes. But they yeah, I don't think they quite understand what yeah. I'm getting at. But do they have any interest in, in like the arts or anything? Yeah. I mean they're quite young still to, to make those decisions. Yeah. But... They kind of they kind of go through stages. I think my son, he he does like a a, a drama type thing on, on the weekends and he's done a few shows and I think he enjoys it he's doing drama and music GCSE oh. but um, he's been to work with his dad a couple of times and I think he's decided that an electrician is a more always need electricians more <laughs> exactly so he's either going to be an actor or an electrician and my daughter she she does keep saying she wants to be a singer but then she's she's going to be a oh, chef good, as well good so good how do you how do you balance it you know I mean when you're you know when the band is is doing big things or when you're traveling or and it does change I mean I I'm experiencing it myself that when they're little it's a lot Mm. easier to put them in their car seats and bring them with you as they get bigger and the the demands of school happen it's a lot harder and you have to make decisions on well for me it's about about jobs that take me away for certain periods of time but I guess when you have the pull of the band is that I mean yeah. you all have kids so or you know lots of you have kids at the moment so it's it's I guess you're all making those decisions together but how do you balance it I think by keeping the periods of time quite mm. short that we do stuff promo obviously the biggest thing is a tour and everything is geared towards yeah. that so the time of that that means <laughs> Yeah, so that means, and that's something that none of us are going to miss. We, you know, we want to do that. That's our thing. That's where that's where our passion yeah, lies. Really, is is in performance and, and touring, and so it's just kind of for me. Me and my husband are it's a bit of a tag yes. team. You know, he and and as long as we know, there's a month rehearsal and then pretty much a month where I will not be at home at all because I tr- once I get on the road last time I just didn't really want to try and be traveling it's home too hard isn't for it an afternoon it's it's too hard for me to have to leave them mm. every time and it's and I think it just upsets them even more so they came and they come 
on the road and they, they came up to Manchester last time and stayed for a couple of days and they come to the O2 and they love coming to watch yeah. the shows. So I'm, I'm grateful for that, that they want to still come mm. and see it. But my husband, he, the pressure kind of gets laid at his door at that point and he'll take them to school and go to work and then be home in time. And luckily mine are getting a little bit older. So it's getting to the point where like my son can come home from school and be on his own for a while because he's nearly 14. So it's the, it, but it's my daughter. She still needs being picked to be picked up and stuff. So it's, we just, yeah. it's a balance and it's lots of family favors and yes. Friends. <laughs> Do you want to play? Yes. <laughs> Do you mind having it at yes. your house? Oh, it's endless, isn't it? It's endless. This episode of Keep Calm and Carry On is sponsored by ACT London. ACT is the natural deodorant that really does work with gorgeous fragrances, stunning plastic-free packaging and unrivaled performance at its core. Their slogan is Born to Perform, not only because it works, but because the brand was created by two West End performers, Ed Curry and Andy Coxon. The guys simply couldn't find a deodorant that worked for eight shows a week under those hot lights in those same costumes. Ah, I certainly know what that feels like. Act is now the winner of Harper's Bazaar's Best Deodorant Beauty Award and has been named the number one deodorant by Vogue, Esquire and Pop Sugar. I've been using it myself and honestly, I love it. If you like the sound of ACT, the boys have given me an exclusive code to share with you. Keep Calm 20 for 20% off at actlondon.com. That's A-K-T London.com. Thanks, boys. I want to talk to you about uh, Big Brother. I, <laughs> how, I mean, Big Brother would be, for me, the scariest thing to to do one to to just be cut off I think would be the frighteningest thing and I and to uh you know have the cameras on you all the time I mean again we're you're used to it in your in your in your job because it's what we do we put ourselves in front of people but to suddenly be almost you're not living normally because it's not normal but you're living you're not you're not performing as such how how was that experience for you I mean you you did great it's it's a difficult thing for anybody to go through Um, how did you how did you one how did you feel when you got that call to go in and two how was the experience for you I I think I was quite excited because at first it was a bit kind of like, so I don't need to learn how to ice skate and I don't have to do loads of dancing. I just have to, I'm going to get paid to sit in a house for three weeks. It's like a dream come true. No telly, Um, that would do me in. Yeah. And the worst thing is there, there is a telly on the wall that you, and all the sofas are around the TV and you find yourself in the day kind of, The worst thing is the boredom because there there are so many hours in the day where there's just nothing to do. And I was just, I just tried to be in the kitchen cooking all the time. And you kind of sit around the TV and you think, oh, I could just watch, I don't know, Tipping Point or The Chase or something now. (laughs) Anything. There's nothing. Yeah, anything. (laughs) So that was hard. And, but I, I don't know. I kind of, I, it's really weird because it doesn't feel... It didn't do anything for me, really. I didn't come away. Some people say they come out of there and they're mentally scarred by the experience. I don't feel like that at all. And the moment I stepped out and I got home, I it was like it's it gone. hadn't happened. Mm. Yeah, it was just, it was, and for me, it felt like time had just stood still. I, I was in there and I forgot that life was 
carrying mm. on outside and things had been happening and when I, you know obviously all my friends and family had seen what I'd been up to for the last three weeks <laughs> and I just had this barrage of and we did this and we've done that and when we watched you like there was loads for them to tell me but and every time I said oh well and you know this happened they go yeah, you know this <laughs> yeah you've got no news because they know it all <laughs> yeah absolutely but I do um I kind of wish that because I was, a bit, I think I was a very different person then. That was about eight years ago now, and I, I kind of wish that I would have that same experience, but as the person mm-hmm. I am now. Because I think I would have dealt with it yeah, very differently. Yeah. The kind of I, I don't think I would have allowed myself to to be. I, suppose, I don't want to say bullied, but the, treated by certain people in there. Because on the on the whole, everyone mm. was lovely, but. I and but I still don't know if a lot of the behavior in there was just for the cameras or whether those people were really yeah. like that because if they're really like that then they are seriously yeah messed yeah. up so brutal, brutal. I enjoyed it well, it's, it's good yeah. do you fancy any of the others do you fancy any of the other kind of shows reality shows like that I don't know I am um, ice skating absolutely no way <laughs> Especially now, I'm far too old for that. Oh, this I, year, bless them. When They've H, had a rough old year this year. I know, they really have. When H said he was doing it, I said, you better not break yeah. anything. We've got to go on tour. Because we were meant to be touring the year he, he was doing so it. He did so well. He did so brilliantly. I know. It was amazing. But I don't know. I guess Strictly's the one that I would find daunting, but not quite as daunting. And... I think as you get older, different challenges are yeah, really yeah. good. I would quite, I, to keep my brain going and just to have another challenge, another experience. So I'm I'm not trained yeah. in anything. So to actually learn a proper a skill like that, I know I've danced my entire career, but I've blagged it for 25 <laughs> years nearly. You've blagged it very well. <laughs> You've well, done very you. well. <laughs> we would never know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's good it's really good um so have you like you've dabbled in presenting a little bit um I, mm. I saw on here that you did um smtv live and a bit of loose women yeah. you know i mean loose women's a bit different i guess because it's it's chatting do you yeah do you did you enjoy that to start with and and do you feel yourself doing any more of that kind of thing because again as you get older it's kind of nice to do things like loose women and sit around and chat and and again though the demands are slightly different yeah I I really enjoy presenting actually and the last few years I've I've stepped away from it a little bit because steps has been quite um especially since 2016 17 steps has been quite full-on in the fourth yeah yeah, full-on in the forefront of everything but especially this year I've had a lot of time to think and reflect about what I want to do and I definitely would like to do more presenting the SMTV was just a chance of a lifetime I think that show was a one-off and we'll never have anything yeah. like it ever again obviously we weren't on there when at and deck were but it was a year of just absolute mayhem and it was hilarious we had a great time doing it loose women was different I found that quite difficult actually because I think I'm when you're a pop star for want of a better word you you, you're kind of encouraged not to have an opinion about anything (laughs) in a way because you 
it's so easy to get yourself into trouble. And I think, and especially a band like ours, you, the journalists would try and they try and draw you into serious conversations, but we were never there to be serious. We, you know, we are a pop band and we want to entertain mm. people. And I don't think anybody really should care what our thoughts and beliefs are. I think, you know, we, we just want to do our job and that be that. So I think I found loose women quite difficult because you are, it's all about opinions and mm. all about, and mm. I would just spend my whole time thinking, oh, I can't say that. Oh, should I say that? Yes. Oh, I better not say that. So I, I, so I didn't really, I found it quite difficult to, to just be, I love a chat. I mean, I'll chat all day long to yeah. anybody, anyone that knows <laughs> me knows I never shut up. <laughs> but it's that kind of frank conversation in front of, you know, front yeah. of the nation is, I found it's really hard difficult. that, isn't it? And, and it's such a shame that you have to kind of, like you say, be 10 steps ahead and filtering what might happen if you say a certain, and the backlash, or what if you say yeah. something, what someone's going to say back to you. It's, that's so difficult and such a shame especially, isn't it? That, that has to be like yeah. that. Yeah, especially these days. I think it doesn't take much mm, yeah. to, to, to have, you know, the Twitter <laughs> barrage. That, <laughs> yeah, that to just. Yeah, completely. And and this whole cancel culture and stuff, I just, I don't understand it. And it is kind of, it's killing debate and free speech to a certain degree. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, I didn't, but presenting, I do, I do enjoy and I do like it. Yeah. It's quite nice to have something different. I mean, I, the last time I saw you was actually before the... The, the latest lockdown um we were with lovely marisha mm. wallace and you she did yeah. her little gig at nice gig actually at the um uh oh where was it It was in camden wasn't it no jazz jazz, jazz cafe. cafe that's it and yeah, you it. sang and it was so lovely and it was just it was a it was a really funny night because obviously the announcement was happening that this was our last hurrah before we were all going to go into lockdown. I know. Um, so is there is there a is there more solo stuff coming for you? Is is, is what I'm going to ask? I guess. I hope so. I def it's definitely in my plans. I um obviously because of the year of COVID. <laughs> Great is, year we've all had. <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's all been delayed. Everything's so steps is delayed. We should have been pr kind of doing summer gigs and and yeah. finishing up the promotion for this album this year, really. But it's extended, mm -hmm. so we'll do the tour this Christmas. Hopefully, we'll have some shows next summer. It's our twenty fifth anniversary next year. Which <gasps> no way I can't quite believe. Yeah, twenty five years oh my of steps. God. So hopefully wow. we'll be doing, yeah, hopefully something we'll do nice, something special for that. Yeah, I don't know what, but we're 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 coming up with ideas and thinking what we oh, might be able have to do. To. Now. You have to do a big show, for that. yeah, I, and I'm coming. <laughs> I have to. I'm yeah. coming to watch you guys. It'd be lovely, really lovely. I like the idea of doing something really different and quite surprising. So fingers crossed, what we're talking about does happen. So then, maybe oh, after that's that, exciting. So, that's exciting. Yeah. It is. Has there been like um, a lowest point in your career, like a tougher point than any anything else? And and if if so, what was it? And how did you come out of it? How did you get out of it the other side? Um, I think that period of time when 
Steps and H and Claire ended to almost when Steps came back. Really, it was it was like ten years of just not much. I, I think I needed that time to grow up and become an adult, and because I was I was seventeen the first band that I got into, and only nineteen when I got into Steps. So for me that period of my late teens early 20s I was in a pop group mm. and I just felt like my life experience or my growing up was halted mm -hmm. to a certain degree because it wasn't real you know I wasn't going out clubbing with my friends every weekend I wasn't having boyfriends and going through heartbreak and I just I was working a pop star mm. and working and that was Oh, especially once Steps came along, it was for four and a half, five years, it was constant. And, you know, the issues that came and the, all the just everything. So I, I did a lot of growing up and a lot of learning how to just be an adult from the age of like 24 to 30 something. Mm. And, you know, having my kids and, but just making that transition from <clears throat> excuse me then being as far as I was concerned just normal I just was a housewife or a mother or whatever just to, to getting back into the music side of mm -hmm. things I think I, I, I honestly never thought that I would professionally sing again I didn't didn't know how I would do that and whether I wanted to because the attention that you get especially when you're a little bit fragile, mm -hmm. it's, it doesn't help and it doesn't, and I didn't know how to ignore it, I think. I am, um, and at that point, all the focus, partially courted by myself, but I'd got to the point where I needed, I wanted and needed to earn money and my way to do it was to lose weight in front of everybody. And I wanted to, but I, I, I think having, that focus on me and then trying to change the opinion of people from she's just the fat one from steps to she's the singer mm -hmm. again I think that that's been quite hard to get everybody to remember that actually what I'm a singer and that's what I do rather than oh doesn't she look great or doesn't she look awful or does it it's it went all the stories and even when we came back all the stories were they focused most of the time on what I looked like on stage and not on what we were doing. It's so sad, so, that, isn't it? That It's so, it's so sad. But, uh, you know, you, it's again, it's everything that you do is so public and that's, that's so difficult. These things are difficult to live through when you're, when you're not exposed. You know, those things that we all struggle yeah. with, you know, um, our, own, our own things... But you've got to do it publicly, which is, is so difficult. And fair play to you for, for dealing with it and, you know, putting on a brave face and going, getting through. And, and also using your voice as well, using your voice to, to talk about it and to speak about it. And, and it, I think helps lots of people. I think it really does. Yeah, I mean, I, I did. I became one of those people for, for a long time that said, you know, beginning of every interview, please don't mm. mention her weight because... And it did work. We've kind of transitioned to the other side. And it's, it, it, you know, it's not something that is ever out of mm. my mind. It's it's constantly, it's something I always have to think about. But it's, um, 
it's better now and but i've i'm i'm i am quite an honest person i can't there's no, <laughs> no filter just comes out <laughs> no there's really not and when it comes to me i'll tell everybody everything about myself everybody just knows everything so at least i've got no secrets now that's probably a good way to be though isn't it so because otherwise you know you're dealing with that as well it's good to just get it out and yeah this is what it is it's what it I is mean, it's easy it's easier to then just be yourself it's yeah. like, i'm not pre- i'm not pretending to be anything that yeah. i'm not it is what it is so and i think people do appreciate that sometimes i think they can see that we are we're just yeah. human beings we're just we're trying to get through life as much as anybody else is and and especially in this last year <laughs> you know nobody nobody has escaped no. this nobody has come out unscathed so i think i think your fans and your audience appreciate when you can just be honest with uh, them and that's quite a scary thing to do as well i mean i had a, i had a conversation yeah. literally yesterday with my husband about about instagram and about and he's like why don't you you know he says you're always so cheery on your instagram why don't you put out something that when you're not cheery and i said well <laughs> that's a hard thing to do you know it's because to expose yourself being vulnerable like that is really is difficult i said because you because you're yeah. instantly going oh well oh, what happens with this and what happens with that and it's it's a difficult thing to do it's like once you do it the first time i guess it, it gets easier yeah and i think it's it's a good use of that platform for to a certain degree i mean i the first lockdown about a year ago i started doing um called it my karaoke i loved it and it was so brilliant <laughs> i love you were so good at it it was so great i loved it i i, I wanted to do it because i we were just about to start all the step stuff so i was all geared up and ready to do a bit mm. of singing and so I dressed up my my spare room. Flashing lights. It was brilliant. Yeah, flashing lights, all of it. Found found my most interesting wallpaper, <laughs> and um, so for, and I I did a few weeks of it. So I was doing like two a week, and I started to run out of clothes that fit me, and I started to really kind of get a bit of anxiety about it. About oh god, I've got to put makeup on now. So as the weeks went on, it became a bit yeah. tougher, and I said to um, my friend Steve Anderson, who would yeah. have met at Mauritian's show, and he—oh, and you know him, of course you do. Um, I was like, I, do, I just—I really don't feel like it today. I don't. And we had the track already to for me to sing to, and so I just—I just don't think I can do it. I really—I really don't feel great. I don't feel mm. like myself, and I just—I just don't want to get all dressed up. And so it was—we it, left it at that, and then and. He kind of said, well, you know, that's fine. We'll do it another day. But just, you know, it's really helping people. They're really, it's kind of lifting people's yeah. moods. And then I, I sat at home kind of thinking, thinking about what he'd said. And and I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to do it. So I went, I didn't, put, I didn't have any makeup on. I had my scruffy clothes on, got myself a chair from the kitchen and and said that. Said, I really, I didn't, I wasn't going to do this today. And we turned it, normally we turned it around with a few days in advance, but I literally did it. And and I just said, I, you know, I don't, I'm taking its toll. I'm not, I don't really want to do this today, but this is me. This is what I'm, you know, there's no makeup. There's no fancy clothes because none of them fit me anymore. <laughs> 
and <laughs> and just did it. And I think that was one of the most kind of one of the ones that I, that I got the nicest comments from people. Yeah, I got the, yeah. and you know normally people put a little emoji or one little kind of comment. People were writing really long wow. things and and sending me messages and just saying, do you know what? It's really nice. Not nice because obviously no one wants anybody to feel miserable, but it's exactly how I feel this week. Yeah, yeah. And to hear you say it, it makes me feel like I'm not abnormal. Yeah. It makes me feel better because I know that I'm not the only one. I'm not alone. And I think so. To for things like that. I mean, I, did, I wasn't crying or, but it was a. I never thought I would do that. I hate being on camera. And yeah, just kind of I, yeah. I know what you mean. Rubbish. I guess it's it's you, you become humoured to people and people can identify and go oh my god yeah absolutely and it is good I mean it's a great thing to do and like you say it's kept people entertained and that's what we do but it is harder to do it from your own home it is it is very difficult and you did an amazing job um what's been what's been the the highlight I mean I'm sure you've had loads (laughs) but what's is there is there a moment that stands out that that kind of tops the rest oh um don't know really I think obviously winning the Brit Award was it's pretty big pretty special. <laughs> yeah can you is it yeah. oh just, just there just, <laughs> just casually the little, there just there just, just casually there. I'd have had in it here jar. it would be right in the front of my screen <laughs> holding it there um yeah I, that was good because it felt like we'd got a little bit of recognition from yeah. the industry after people just thinking we were a bit of a joke um for me, I I always say the first time we played Wembley, our first headline show, because I worked there when I was a kid. <laughs> I was a steward wow. at Wembley. I used to, which was a kind of a, you weren't employed, you used to go and you used to turn up and you'd try and get there as early as possible to get to the front of the queue to get the best spot in the arena. And I did it to be able to see people I loved performing. I only did the people. You wanted to see. You know, I'd but, yeah, did Prince and Take That and Luther wow. Vandross and Barbara Streisand and Diana Ross and I never ever would have seen otherwise because of yeah, the ticket yeah. prices. So um, I always remember, and I used to go, yeah, just go in the break room and get my Mars bar and my can of Coke <laughs> when I was 16. <laughs> used to get paid £10 for yeah. a concert. Um, and I said, yeah, I'm going to be there one day. That'd oh, be me up wow. there. And they'd all be like, yeah, whatever. And the first time we played when we did our headline show there, the um, the lady that used to run, the sh- I don't know whether she still does, she still worked there, and she had written a handwritten a note to put in our dressing room, and and their uniform, which was now a polo shirt. It used to we used to have to wear a white shirt, black trousers, and you'd get a high vis <laughs> thing to wear the over glamour. the top. But now, yeah, but 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 then they had they'd upgraded and you got a polo shirt with the right writing and stuff on it and she just wrote this note to say um you always said that you would be there oh look I'm gonna get choked up you always said that you would be there and I'm so happy to see you up on the stage she said but briefings at six don't be oh. late and and I just I couldn't believe oh that she remembered God. me I really couldn't because it was quite a, it was about four or five years afterwards but it was just so lovely. That's to, amazing to know that someone had. Because I never used to sing to yeah. them or anything. I just would be like, no, no, no. 
That's so lovely. I could be a pop star one I day. I love that story. That's amazing. So we'll be right back with Claire in just a moment, but I have to ask her one final question that I ask all my special guests. If you could look back on your 20-year-old self and give yourself a piece of advice that you've been given or you would give, what would it be of how to keep calm and carry on? I think it would probably be don't worry, don't worry what other people think of you and because actually other people's what people someone said to me once what other people say about you is actually none of your business and until someone said that to me it never really clicked it's like their opinions their opinion and it may be right it may be wrong but I think the one thing that I've struggled with over the years is just worrying about what people think of me all the time and I shouldn't and I so I think if I knew that when I was 20 a lot of things may have been different amazing Claire you're gorgeous thank <laughs> you so much for coming on the show and all the best with the thank with the new you. album the album that's out and hopefully we'll see you touring soon and I'll come and see you it'd be wonderful thank you so much thank you well that is it for another episode oh I love talking to Claire I mean I go a bit vocal nerdy I think when I get other singers on she's just a joy thank you so much Claire for coming on the show it was just so lovely to have you and of course my lovely producer Martin at Peroxide Media for putting this wonderful episode together and our wonderful sponsors at London please go and check them out they are just brilliant and of course thank you to you guys if you weren't listening I wouldn't be here so if you are enjoying the episodes please hit subscribe and maybe even leave us a review I love hearing what you have to say about the episodes and who you're enjoying so have a wonderful rest of your week oh and has anyone checked out my new single yet the panic attack 2021 there's a little video out there on youtube if you want to have a little look it'd be great if you could check that out too all right you guys have a wonderful weekend go and eat some chocolate go and celebrate and um, i will see you next week bye bye once again a huge thank you to my sponsors act london thanks for coming on board guys it's really great to have you with us it really does work i promise you i get up in the morning i put it on it smells gorgeous i'm loving the orange scent at the moment and it really does work i'm running around i'm exercising my kids you know they really do wear me out and this stuff really does work i promise you and don't forget to use my exclusive discount code for 20 percent off at the checkout keep calm 20 at actlondon.com that's a-k-t-london.com London.com.